0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 20th draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside my BFCA buddy, Eric Marchin. We did it, Matt. We did 20. it. 20, 20th anniversary. It's been 20 years of the Untitled Movie Podcast. Thank you, How everyone. How time work for you? Yeah, we started this when we were 10 years old. My 30th birthday is, Early is this week uh we did it guys this is the last episode packing it um, in packing it in we've so said all we, we need to say just like seinfeld we uh we're ending just uh, right when we're on top you no, know no i mean they um, ended on top the, of that the, last two those last two the episodes number were one the number one podcast on every podcast service we did it i, Thank I don't think you. that's true no I, not, <laughs> not at all it's true how are you
1: <laughs> i'm okay i mean uh, in, in terms of weather anyways um you got to talk about the weather, right? Am, well, you do, I, am I right? We've been, we've been, we've been going through a warming, extreme right? uh, cold weather warning, and now it's, it's like, like plus ten something. shorts and t shirt weather out
0: there for Canadians. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. It was like seven degrees the other day, and I'm like, sick. Don't have to wear a jacket. I can just wear a jean jacket, and I'm good to go. Um, yeah, it's, I haven't really gone outside all that much, to be honest. I opened the blinds because it was so dark in my condo this morning. I'm like Batman, keeping everything uh fucking pitch black in here but uh no it's uh yeah it's all right all the snow is pretty much melted because of those last couple days which made for a miserable slushy kind of few days but yeah um other than that yeah i don't know what i've been up to you know just just hanging yeah yeah i had some friends over on the weekend my friends uh ryan Byrne and, and kevin luzak were down and I uh, started acting like we were in college again, which was kind of fun. Oh, I and... saw
1: a, a, a video of you uh, falling asleep, and oh, Kevin God. was on the ground <laughs> yeah. falling asleep. Ryan was <laughs> the <laughs> only one awake. Yeah,
0: it was like it was very late. Oh man, um, back Yeah, I mean that's classic anyway. But um, we were watching. We put on Fast and Furious six or seven, seven. I'd forget, um, six or seven. I think six. And uh, I just passed out, and Kevin passed out on the floor. And then he was just like, "I don't even remember going home." So you know, <laughs> it's always um, it's always fun to act like you're in, in your early twenties again. I guess, well, especially when you're with friends, friends as yeah. well.
1: Like it's it, it nothing that too happens. bad, but no. like
0: we just uh, we went out for dinner at a a, a vegan pizza place called Virtuous, um, which was quite good. And then we came back here and watched uh, the hockey game, and then played some video games. It would have been better if
1: you watched Virtuosity. No, with Daniel Washington we and Russell Crowe, we did not do that. What
0: you get up to over the weekend?
1: Not a lot. I uh, I tried to just avoid going outside for the most part because of the the cooler weather and uh catch up on some movies and and just overall take a little bit of a a, a break, you know, overall and just enjoy the weekend. Did not watch the Super Bowl. Oh don't, right, yeah, I guess care that was about, this weekend. Don't, don't care See, about this football. is how much
0: yeah, I know. Neither I mean I like I am obviously the sports guy when it comes to me and you, <laughs> yes. uh but even then I don't really Unless it's the Miami um, Dolphins
1: and Dan Marino's involved, oh, not wow. interested. The Miami
0: Dolphins are legit my actual favorite yeah. NFL team, mostly probably because of Ace Ventura. Secondly, uh my dad was a Miami Dolphins fan, but my dad doesn't even really care about Football all that much, like he doesn't actively watch it or anything. And then, right, I watched the entire Super Bowl from start to finish, uh, mostly just because a halftime show. I unfortunately, yes. <laughs> um, and I got nothing against Maroon Five really, they're just so bland, they're like vanilla pudding or something. It's just kind of like whatever. Um, but the game was like so- shockingly low scoring, and just it was like ten three was the final score, I think think uh, or thirteen three? I think and maybe, this was the Rams like versus the Patriots yeah that's, and that's um, the extent of my knowledge I like watching it mostly for the movie trailers even though you can basically see them on Twitter or YouTube the minute that they're posted we get emails from publicists when they're posted yeah, and, anyway and so. you know
1: what this year there wasn't as much and I mean maybe partly it was because Netflix dropped the Cloverfield uh, paradox as well that was so, such a big
0: thing last yeah. year
1: right I mean, sadly, the movie sucked. Um, right. but, but that was, but yeah, it fascinating. was something. Yeah, it was something new, and it was an interesting experiment, and it felt like that was you know on top of the regular product that were you know advertised that'll be coming out in the summer. Um, the biggest one was Hobbs and Shaw, and, and we already saw that before. The, the game on Sunday was released on And it on was kind Friday. of a
0: muted version of it, right? I, I, I guess the biggest thing, we'll talk about it in talking trailers in a little bit, but um, we got Endgame, which uh, wasn't much, but, I mean, it, at least it was something new that we were, I don't think was confirmed or we were expecting, right? So, yeah, the game itself was kind of whatever, right? had an entire bag of chips and... and just sat on the couch and uh and watched it so it it was fine but it was a relaxing sunday uh, yeah whatever it was all good um if you guys didn't know uh as we mentioned 20 years of the untitled movie podcast (laughs) where have um, you been for the last 20 years if you guys didn't know this is the untitled movie podcast uh each week uh eric and i get together and talk about uh whatever nonsense is going on in our lives whether it's iced coffee or the weather or the super bowl uh and sometimes movies uh you can get a new episode every week usually sometime between Tuesday and Wednesday. We're actually uh, earlier this week. I know we had to record uh, earlier this week. Um yeah, you can get uh this each and every week on at your podcast service of choice as well as at untitledmoviepodcast.com. And if you like this, we actually do another podcast called Untitled Movie Reviews where Eric and I get together and review uh new movies whether they're upcoming uh in theaters or on streaming services right now and we actually have a good mix of all of the above there. Um, we have uh, reviews for Cold Pursuit, uh, The Lego Movie 2, uh, Alita Battle Angel, as well as Velvet Buzzsaw. So you have some upcoming stuff, some stuff that's about to drop in theaters. And then, if you're uh, still curious about movie, Serenity. and then Yeah, and then a movie <laughs> that's uh, dropping on, or that is on Netflix right now that you can stream a new Dan Gilroy movie. So if you like that, uh, please give it a subscribe, listen. They're, uh, they're bite-sized 20, 22 minutes usually is where we land on those reviews, and we'd love for you to check that out as well uh eric you mentioned you were watching a bit of stuff what have you been watching i i mean we got together late last week and yeah. it's early this week so it's just i guess what you watched over well, the let weekend me pull but... up
1: my letterbox account to go through not not what sponsor. i watched uh but we would gladly take them <laughs> as a sponsor if they wanted to uh so okay i forgot to mention um Last week, uh, Dick Miller passed away, a really uh, beloved character actor who started with Roger Corman, um, kind of was going the route of being a writer, but then started Bucket of Blood and kind of became this notable character actor. And Joe Dante's used him a bunch of times. Kremlins is probably his best known role as Mr. Futterman, but... Um, so I watched a documentary about him, and it's 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 an okay documentary, but the subject itself is just completely charming. He's such a interesting guy, and and seeing where his career took him, and and working with people like Roger Corman and uh, Joe Dante and Martin Scorsese, he's in After Hours. It's 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 an interesting little character study. Um, so you know, R.I.P. to Dick Miller, a great character actor who you know. Um, was always wonderful to see on screen whenever he would appear. Yeah, um, for sure. So I watched Velvet Buzzsaw, which you can uh, listen to our review separately. I re-watched uh, Capote in honor of the, I think it's five years since, four or five years since Philip so, Seymour Hoffman? Yeah, five years actually. Yeah. Passed away. So I wanted to watch, I, I like watching something of his every year now. So I watched Capote again. I hadn't seen it since 2005. I haven't I um, haven't seen it in a very long time. It's... Uh, it's a it's a pretty strong biopic because it's specifically focused on the in cold blood murders in Kansas and it's kind of it's honed in on something and I just remember Being hesitant towards seeing it because, you know, was this going to be just your generic biopic with an impersonation of a very uh, colorful character um, and personality in Truman Capote? Um, But Hoffman is excellent in the film, and I think Bennett Miller really understands tone and brings a somberness to it that is... Unlike most biopics. And and there's some haunting moments in there. um, And especially the relationship that's explored between Truman Capote and Perry Smith. Um, Then I rewatched Groundhog Day. Okay, nice. Um, Did you watch it do... on Groundhog Day? Yes, yeah. which I like to do every year. Um, I try to. I didn't get up to it this, this year. This was my first year watching the 4K yeah. version, because last year they released it in April, Sony. Uh, it's, it's I know. Cool. I remember
0: watching it in 1080
1: and going, motherfuckers, I wish yeah. it was in 4K. But um, yeah. I don't know if I have a whole lot to say about the film, That's other great. than it is a great movie, and I think it's some of the best editing in a commercial uh, film. Um, and I just also, again... Um, thinking about Harold Ramis watching it. Just right. really miss him. Um and then I also caught up with uh, a Private War, which stars Roseman Pike. Oh right, you did. Okay. Good performance, mediocre movie. Yeah. Um it was it was weird because we didn't the BFCA didn't send out any um links or screeners for it, and I got a, a Blu-ray copy sent to me uh from Avion, the same company that uh uh, released the movie Serenity. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> um, Check out our review. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're plugging Serenity quite a bit. Um, and to me, I I kind of was like, uh, you know, because during when, it, when when this was announced at TIFF, when it replaced Gaveston, yeah. Um, we were kind of like, do we really want to see again? You know, a biopic where Roseman Pike is kind of giving a maybe impersonation of somebody yeah. who lived, but she's actually. Really, is the really eye good. patch
0: distracting?
1: No. No, you get used to it. Um and it is an important part of that yes.
0: character, right? Yeah. So it just looked so for a movie that should have been serious, it just Doing, no and and yeah. I
1: agree. I think the movie itself has some problems. Um Jamie Dornan's the co-star and I just don't understand that guy's appeal. Right. Um From even outside Shades, of the right? 50 Shades yeah. movies, like I know he was in that Gillian Anderson um series The Fall where he played a serial killer. That was kind of like okay. his proto Christian Grey type character. Um but she's very good in the movie. And then I also rewatched The Witch last night because of some casting news that we'll get into uh, later on okay interesting interesting what about interesting. yourself man
0: i what have i been up to i have my list here where did it go i watched fast and furious six so we talked that i watched up to fast five last week um and kurt
1: russell comes into this one right yeah
0: yes no, or is it seven? No, seven. He comes into Mister. Because yeah, he's okay, not so until seven. Okay, so he's in seven. seven and eight. Seven and eight, he's in. Um, this is the one with Luke Evans with the giant um tarmac at right. the end. Yeah, um, that's how that movie's defined. It's still great, man. Like it's it's. I don't think it's quite as good as, as Fast Five, but uh, obviously where that franchise goes after Fast Five is exhilarating and ridiculous and stupid and right. um. And this is the one where Letty, obviously, she spoilers for Fast and Furious 6. If you guys haven't seen them, pause this for the next couple minutes. Um, Letty comes back and she has amnesia. <laughs> yeah. And well, like, again, it's this, just is, this is the soap, soap opera, opera yeah. plot line. No, it's great. And it's, it's fantastic. It's so dumb. And this is where they reveal what, I mean, you got teased. Uh, I think it's at the end of this one. Yes, at the end of this one, what happens to Han as well uh in tokyo drift and they kind of who's responsible for it and they retcon all of that and um yeah it's i think it's a it's a great ensemble piece and just it's again more of what you uh loved in fast five and i don't think it quite um is this the one with the tank yeah it has the tank and then it has the the last airstrip sequence and i mean they just get bigger and more ridiculous right like they have to explode a plane and and uh how they deal with uh, Gal Gadot's character and stuff like that. I didn't and, see a um, body, so she could still be yeah, alive. Yeah, I hope everyone just comes back for, and they're all like cyborgs or something. <laughs> um, it's great. Not much else to say, but it's, uh, it's incredibly still enjoyable. And I think those movies, again, much like I keep saying with the MCU and a lot of these rewatches is just... I feel like I enjoy them a bit more when there's less pressure on them and I'm just watching them at home and and I'm more invested because I'm watching them in succession almost like binging a TV series or something like that where right. I think it actually enhances the experience for a little bit even though these are big spectacles that are great on a big screen as well but And they
1: do blend together somewhat after a while it's like okay so where does like talking about the Kerr Russell thing is like, so when does yeah. this character show up or when does this, oh, s- you know, from story five onward there? from
0: five onward or four onward, even they all kind of blend together and you, you remember them based on the stunts. Right. And like, is that the one where they jumped off the cliff into the water? Or is that the one where Vin Diesel launched himself out of his car to catch Letty when the tank was chasing them or something as the tank flipped over or the airplane sequence or The one with Kurt Russell, that's just a a set piece on its own. Yeah, I
1: just remember him pulling out that, you know, uh, bucket of Coronas. Yep,
0: I was just, (laughs) I'm watching Fast 7 next, and yeah, the bucket of Coronas is very funny. it just
1: comes out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous, because yeah, he's like, I'm more of a Corona man. And then he's like, well, (laughs) we got (laughs) you. Bucket of Coronas. Although there's one scene where they're in like Brazil or wherever they're hiding out um where dom goes to uh uh, fucking point breaks house and um uh what's his name what's his name in the movies why point I, break, point uh, break. No, um, no, guy, no, no! I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. What's his name in the movies? Why can't I remember? I well, the, that's the of power them. of these films: is that <laughs> you're like, automatically totally watching them, but it's Brian. Also Brian. Yeah. He goes to Brian's. House. It's destroying your brain Brian o- cells. O- Brian O'Connor. So it's Brian O'Connor. Yeah, my brain cells are just uh, dying. Um, and they're not drinking Coronas. They're sitting on his front porch, and they have a different beer. And I think it's the first time in the series. Where I'm like, oh my god, they're not drinking Coronas, and maybe Coronas aren't available in that country, but that must now No, Coronas a, is more of a, uh,
1: you know, a, you go you go out and drink Coronas. Sure. Pre-drinking, you, you have something at home. Sure,
0: fair. Um, and then I also watched uh, The Monstrosity That's Polar on Netflix, uh, which we don't need to do an actual review for. Cause and it's not just... Arctic... Yeah, Which is the other Mads Mikkelsen yeah, movie? Releasing within a week of yes. one another, um, one is a ridiculous 2007 throwback to like hyper stylized, overly contrasted, uh, uh, gross, violent action movie, and like sort of like I keep comparing it to Shoot 'Em Up or Smoke and Aces, but even like worse <laughs> right like, it's
1: I, I think probably what it's trying I mean I haven't watched the movie yet but it looks like it's trying to mimic Tony Scott yeah like totally domino yeah. and man on fire yes, but it yeah. just doesn't have Tony Scott's sensibilities and no. understanding of what makes action set pieces work yeah
0: totally agree with that because a lot of
1: filmmakers have tried to mimic 100% Tony Scott.
0: and it just does not work at all yeah. and I love Mads and I think he's great but um, he's even, much better in Arctic yeah I, I don't doubt it
1: Um and
0: uh, can you talk about Arctic? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's no
1: embargo on it. Um, I I enjoyed it. It's it's what you'd I, I in my review I called it uh, Mads versus Wild, and um, it's your minimalistic survival thriller. And it's he plays a overguard uh, pilot who's stranded out in the middle of the Arctic, hence the title. Um, and he's just kind of routinely going through. Uh, the day trying to keep morale up And also uh, signal for help And the best part of the movie Is it's sort of diving into the minutia Of what it takes to survive um, I was thinking a lot of your dad actually oh, yeah. Because he sets up this uh, this ice fishing uh, contraption To get uh, arctic uh, uh, tuna and, and um, uh, other fish and, and he's you know hooking them on the line and stuff like that And that's the great stuff But the plot kicks in once something happens, and you can just kind of tell, okay, this is the screenwriter pushing things along. Uh, The director of the movie, uh, Joe uh, Penna, this is his first film. It's a pretty um, confident piece of filmmaking, and in the uh, milieu of the, you know, wilderness survival movies, it's it's pretty good. Like, it's a solid film, and it works really well this time of year. Like, yeah. that cold weather kind of, you, you know, you feel it on the back of your neck even while watching the movie, and you can understand where uh, he's coming from and sort of his fight for survival, and there's not a lot of dialogue. Um, it's all sort of reactions and, and context clues to who this character was and right. what he's doing, and um, it's solid. It's not great, but it's 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 good
0: cool yeah uh i also watched the new pixar short pearl that um they're ball of uh yarn. yarn um that uh is almost like their foray into more not like a adult not like in a weird way but more adults um focused storytelling maybe i guess kind of like it's not really for kids like uh they there's a, a joke about someone being a prick, and they say "ass" in it and oh, stuff wow. like that, and I'm like, "Wow, Pixar, look at this!" And like, it seems like something that's going to be on their Disney Plus streaming right. service moving forward. Teenage but, Pixar, but, yeah, but this one's <laughs> on uh, YouTube, which you can watch right now, and um, uh, it's pretty good. Like, it's it's only eight eight or nine minutes, and it, it's a pretty on the nose kind of uh allegory to um uh, diversity in the workplace, uh and men and women in the workplace and things like that. And um so fairly obvious with its metaphors and right. things like that. Well how but...
1: how does something like this work in a post John Lasseter world where I mean yeah, part that's... of the part <laughs> of the problem with, with or when he was working there was the workplace well, uh, ethics and this
0: might be a commentary on that even, but like it's that is a little bit awkward because that's what it kind of tackles. Nothing in a sexual way, obviously, like or inappropriate touching or something like right. that. Like it doesn't handle that. But it's more so of how men treat women in the workplace or how it's a male, certain male dominated industries and and how um, she has to be one of the boys just to fit in instead of being herself and things like that. And again, very obvious with even how she's a pink ball of yarn and they're all the classic Pixar White men in suits, kind of thing, like right. looking, and so I, again, like I, I, I think it's quite good, and and um, it's, it's coming from Pixar, so I, I kind of even their shorts, I expect nonetheless, even if it's just like in the end a three, three and a half, if you're rating it like a like a regular movie, but um, enjoyed it. It's only eight minutes. I suggest checking it out. It is them tackling maybe some more adult themes, I guess that kids wouldn't grasp at all. Where. Usually, the bread and butter is obviously a kids movie that has a lot of themes for adults or people that can comprehend them. but um I I yeah, I dug it, man it, 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 again, little on the nose, but it was kind of I, I suggest checking it out. It's on YouTube it's yeah, like,
1: and and maybe it's giving you an idea that this will be you know the kind of option that you'll have with Disney plus that it, it there will be stuff or content for adults as well that is that are, you know, could be mistaken as uh, for children.
0: Well, yeah, you could show it to a kid and it still has a cute ball of yarn and there are, like, things in there. I just don't think they would really... It's very much like... I don't think they'll comprehend any of the jokes really or any of the themes that they're going for if you have very young kids, but it's colorful still. And it's right. like, uh, she's still cute, Pearl, the pink ball of yarn and, and things like that. So, uh, and yeah, it's the first time I've seen them explicitly add like have a stinger for Disney plus at the end saying like, there will be more, uh, whatever they're branding these Pixar shorts, like, um, that won't, there'll be probably more shorts that won't play in front of, Pixar movies, they'll just be on Disney Plus. So I thought that was right. kind of cool. But uh, ch- check that out. And then I also, um, a movie you showed me a trailer for last week that. I didn't realize was even being released, and it's on VOD right now. Is a movie called Piercing, um, which is uh, I think now streaming as well as maybe in very limited release in theaters in the U.S. Right. Uh, I don't think it has a theatrical release. Here no, in Canada it did play Sundance last year. Mm-hmm. So um, directed by Nicholas Pesci. Nicholas Pesci,
1: not spelt like Joe Pesci, but it's like P-E. Uh, C.E. Something or other. Yeah, pesky kind of. Yeah, like,
0: if you were gonna look it up. But um, he
1: also directed uh, the Eyes of My Mother, which I was telling you about that played Sundance a few years ago and was kind of um, uh, a breakthrough in uh, in the genre world in terms of being a uh, single location horror movie that was shot in black and white. And oh, It's kind of an intimate. I should thriller. check it out because like, good. It's real. Good. Um,
0: uh, this stars Christopher Abbott and uh, Mia Wasikowska, and um, it's. Uh, to give you kind of the, um, I guess, the elevator pitch on it, is about a man who uh, you find out is not a serial killer, but he's killed one woman before, and he has the urge to kill another woman, and he kind of has OCD in the sense that he needs to meticulously plan out exactly. So like Jack. Sort of. It, it reminded me of, of the house that Jack built, but I enjoyed this more it's not as ambitious obviously as the house that jack built but you can still see it's uh very stylized and um probably style over substance where maybe house that jack built might have been might have had more substance or at least was attempting to have more substance than this right um but yeah he has ocd and he meticulously plans out kind of how he's going to murder this prostitute and uh the twist being that I don't want to give too much away, but uh, Mia Wazakowska is the prostitute, and, and it doesn't exactly uh, pan out exactly as he, he plan- meticulously planned out. And um, it's only 80 minutes um, yeah. with credits, so about 70, 75 minutes. Um, so that's that's something. Um, this
1: actually also makes perfect sense. So it's based on uh, a graphic novel. Yes, sorry, um, that's And good the context. author of this graphic novel, uh, Ryu maraca maya uh, also and i apologize if i'm mispronouncing <laughs> yeah. that um, also did audition okay which audition if you're unfamiliar has a very similar plot where it's kind of the roles are reversed or get turned on in the last mm-hmm. act and it goes all out uh, in the in the final 10 minutes and i remember seeing audition in high school uh, it's a mikay film and those last ten minutes are some of the most disgusting. There things are I've seen there's on some screen.
0: disgusting stuff in this as well, and it's very twisted, um, very stylish. Um, again, I think I appreciate the style, and um, I think the story plays out pretty much how you'd expect. Although it is this kind of twisted love story uh, and darkly comedic at times, but it has some disturbing imagery, and um, it gets. Uh, surreal at times and um he does this interesting thing where all the um exterior shots are um uh miniatures like uh um uh, like he they built all the uh, like yeah miniatures yeah, right yeah, yeah yeah and um it, it just you don't has see this, much anymore yeah and everything's very stylized in this kind of retro um kind of look um it's very uh it, it i think it, it wears its uh, graphic novel roots on its sleeve and has um some a lot of split screen and uh, the score is quite good. Um, both performances are are are, are solid. Um, uh, I, I love the title treatments and and just yeah. I just think it's oozing with style. I just wish there was maybe a little bit more substance. Right. Um, and but I I mostly enjoyed it. Yeah. It's in uh, that
1: automatic one star bump for. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, being being relatively short. Um, yeah. And I and I really like both the uh, Christopher Abbott and Mia Wasikowska yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because uh, Nick Pesci, who it is, it's spelled uh, P E S um, C E, also uh, through this and the eyes of my mother, got the uh, Grudge remake, which was just moved to 2020. Um, so I'd be curious to see how that plays, you know, with sound and um, sort of the the intimate the intimacy that he creates with his movies and his characters. Maybe it'll work because uh, I mean. It's got to be better than the other Grudge films. Yeah, <laughs> let's hope.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would suggest it. It was a solid rental. Like, yeah, I and it's I streaming now. Yeah, I don't so. think it's great, but um, I I really do like the style of it, and it, it's it's a twisted, fucked up love story kind of thing and and uh i i would suggest it why not for six or seven bucks hey valentine's day is coming up (laughs) (laughs) jesus uh and that's what i've been watching anything else on your end uh
1: Um, i i watched one movie that i was telling you about before we recorded but i'm not sure if there's an embargo on it or not um but i will say this uh it comes close to rivaling um, Serenity in terms of plot oh, yeah. twists.
0: We keep mentioning Serenity. I know. That'll be the ongoing joke for the, <laughs> next, the, whole year. For the next 20 years of the yeah. uh, Untitled Movie Podcast. Uh,
1: but yeah, other than that, i uh, just kind of been um, catching up with some stuff and still have many, many movies to watch before um, uh, the Oscars. There's still some documentaries I need to watch and, and catch up on, so... Um, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Cool, man. Um,
0: And yeah, so you saw that this morning. (laughs) Um, uh yeah other than that i've been just just been chilling man um it's weird when we record them so close but i mean we still squeezed a lot in over that weekend i feel like just, we sure uh, did yeah after that all right let's move on to uh staying at home which me and you like to do quite often Staying at uh, home. you have a uh a couple suggestions for yeah so
1: on. this week particularly there's a lot of stuff that's being released on blu-ray and 4k and and all the k's um I, I mentioned a private war is released uh today, although I wouldn't it's more of a certified recommendation if you're if you're looking for a great performance in an okay movie. But um the two new releases that are out uh now that I think that you should see that a lot of people unfortunately slept on, and I'm really surprised by one, uh is Widows. Uh, which gets a, a, right. a 4K release today, and not enough people saw that in theaters. It's a really great heist movie. Please pick it up. It's according it. to And according to Judy Kahlo, my producer at Rogers TV, Roger, uh, Robert Duvall still, still has it. it. Still got it. Um, and then the other movie is uh, The Sisters Brothers, which I think is um, an incredibly underrated movie of last year that is a deconstruction of the Western and masculinity and sort of looking at how... Uh, we rethink, uh, the Western and immigration and how we treat others and how we see ourselves in the big scheme of things, especially in that time period as things were changing and how change can be a good thing and a bad thing, depending on what perspective you take. And John C. Riley, I think is one of his, um, best performances, uh, of his career in that movie, um. But the other movie I really wanted to recommend, um, Spike Lee, uh, has been in the news a lot recently. I I, I don't know if you saw the uh, uh, the DGA uh, in talks conversation. Of I him. haven't yet. No. So there's so there's a there's a meme that's going around of of when Peter Farley's talking and it and it moves over to him and he's just sitting there like this trying to hold back. And, you know, from exploding from whatever Peter Farley's <laughs> saying, uh, and 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 that's the, that's the the Spike Lee I've I've always loved is the guy who doesn't take bullshit and isn't afraid to speak his mind. And for me, one of my favorite films of his is Malcolm X, and I think that this is one of the best biopics ever made it has Denzel Washington in the, in the lead role um it looks at a life in a very interesting manner and in how you know you go from somebody that justifiably is is brought up in a in a world where he has every right to be angry and hateful towards uh, an, another race and be convicted to um, you know s- saying that you know th- this we have to be aggressive in, in protest and not be peaceful the way that Martin Luther King Jr. was and how he resented Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, for for being peaceful and then how his change um, uh, sort of makes the movie in a completely. Um, operatic and personal experience at times it can be big it can be intimate it can uh tell you everything you need to know about the character um it's three hours long and i know that that's kind of you know iffy for some people but it's one of denzel washington's best performances um one of spike lee's best films after do the right thing and uh I honestly think it's, it's, it's a film worth watching.
0: Good suggestion. I have a couple um, suggestions for uh, digital rentals on Apple TV, if you own one like I do. Uh, Hereditary in 4K, you can rent for 99 cents right now, which you uh, 100% should do, um, as well as uh, The Rider is uh, on sale uh, for $1.99 uh, for rental. Um, but probably still pretty cheap if you wanted to pick it up to purchase as well. But um, again, Rider is just a, mov- I, a movie that I am going to rent for $2. Right. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but you have, and I have. you like it quite a bit,
1: it's, right? It's, a, you know, it's one of the best shot movies of the year, even if you don't like the film, because it's very Fair, much yeah. almost um, a s- cinema yeah, verite yeah. style of filmmaking where the majority of the cast are non-actors who have had very little experience, and they're all portraying just slightly heightened versions of themselves um but chloe Zhao's movie is so beautiful to watch and honest and i was reminded a lot of uh the wrestler at, at times as well oh, cool um, that's awesome and just how this main character uh brady sort of interacts with horses and not wanting to give up the thing that he's good at and, and having to come to terms with you know his accident um sort of taking away that career aspiration that he had because that's all he's ever known um there's something very um poetic about it and 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 not in a pretentious way in a very again stripped down um earnest fashion and and i think that she really gets into the community and doesn't exploit it in any fashion Cool. Yeah. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm very curious to see what she's going to do with, with this the Eternals. Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's Eternals. Right? Yeah. The Eternals. Yeah. yeah. Which is. Because I would have never thought of it for a million right. years that she, you know, go from the writer to yeah, this. But I hope crazy. that her voice doesn't get lost in the Marvel Studios. Yeah, everyone machine. will just be playing themselves in that movie. Yeah. Right. They'll cast
0: gods and then they'll be good. Uh, breaking news Beach Bum got bumped to April in Canada. April 5th? Yeah. Oh, April that's fine. 5th. It was
1: on the Cineplex. Uh, oh, was it? So they uh, spoiled website. that? Yeah. yeah
0: uh i also want to give a shout out that if you live in the toronto area uh tiff during next wave is doing a enter the spider-verse uh 2d dolby atmos uh screening of uh spider-man into the spider-verse with Q&A with uh, a skype q a with jake johnson um (laughs) so uh definitely check that out it's on valentine's day on february 14th if you're uh, in toronto um that that's going to be awesome that'll be really the sound is going to be amazing and just proper masking widescreen over at, at lightbox will be uh watch it the really, way it really... was meant
1: to be seen at an art house theater yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey man I'm cool with that I'm cool with that Oh it's a great movie um, like
1: I, I think that's that's the thing like it doesn't I matter wish Tiff where could it's play, coming yeah. from as long as it's a good film Tiff
0: is the the lightbox is the best cinema in Canada and if they could play more variety of Hollywood hits and art house stuff, that would be great, man. Right. So, yeah, I
1: mean, we sometimes get to go to press screenings there that are, are smaller, for, or would, what would normally be for smaller movies, but then we get to see studio films, because I remember seeing both uh, Annihilation and A Quiet Place. Uh, at 10. I saw Annihilation and, there as and, well. And, yeah. Quiet Place would have been dope, yeah. Completely engulfed by, Immersed. because again, the setting Soundproof, is, is just, amazing, and, and yeah. you're going to get the best you know, experience you can, and you're not going to dock the movie, you know, any criticism because of that, because it's not. The, right. Know, where we've spots. been at
0: press screenings, I won't name what studio, and then like where it's just the projection is just utter garbage, where it's just projecting in the middle of the screen where and there's not no even, masking. No masking, and it's not even hitting the left and right sides of the screen. So really, you're just seeing it projected in this weird rectangle in the middle of a giant cinema screen. It's just sometimes really bad, but hey never happens at lightbox so go uh go there um let's move on to talking trailers so as we mentioned earlier in the show super bowl sunday was this past weekend uh usually um during the super bowl we get a plethora of uh new trailers usually like brand new footage um this year i didn't really follow so i wasn't sure what we were going to get like usually i kind of Okay, this this studio booked this many spots. It's probably going to be these films. The only one we really knew about was, uh, um, Hobbs and Shaw, which we already saw and covered last week. Yes. Um, and then uh, there was rumors that we were going to get maybe Star Wars or Avengers or something like that. And um, we did. Let's kick it off there. Get a new Endgame trailer. So only thirty seconds. Right. Um. I just—not much more, but I want to give a shout-out to the Disney and Marvel marketing team for the marketing on Endgame so far because they're doing an amazing job at getting me very, very excited without really showing me anything. But you would have been Um, pumped for this even if— I know, but, like, I just like the vibe that they're showing me, right? Like, they're more, like— tone trailers than actual like yes i'm you know i'm half in the bag or a hundred percent in the bag for it (laughs) anyway like you know that i i am very excited for it i loved infinity war i love the mcu um but just the vibe of the trailer with the shots of new york and city field and the the posters of it's, it reminds me of the one, the one thing I actually did like from Ant-Man, which was the post credit scene of Ant-Man and the wasp. Not that I didn't like the movie. I just found it. I was indifferent. Um, but I liked that last scene, even though it's an ant playing the drums, but they have that emergency broadcast system on in the background on the TV where it just, and then you see the, like the thing. And I just, I love post-apocalyptic, like, um, you know, this, like, um, um uh, movies of just like how the world is reacting to this this event or this tragedy um and i just i love seeing what that is in this world and i know they're going to retcon it and they're going to fix it but i'm curious to see how they're going to do that and i like that this movie seems like it's jumping quite a bit of time to the aftermath and people trying to deal with this and how what would happen if half the world and half the universe's population just vanishes um so basically the leftovers right but in the mcu well hence why they cast um, carrie coon yeah the last one is probably of as like a lieutenant and right? probably kind of winking at you of yeah. where they're going right and um uh a, a bit of foreshadowing unless they there. were just
1: canceled like uh the defenders were
0: Right, and um,
1: <laughs>
0: that's why I think I saw some memes on Reddit. Yeah, because somebody like, posted like, well, uh, where, "Where do we go now that they're gone?" And it was all the yeah. defenders. This <laughs> just like, but I just like the vibe that they're going here of like the world is literally like. It's fucked. And and um, what do these guys do and how do they um, fix it? And um, we got 30 seconds. It wasn't much, but I just really like the vibe. Um, you see people picking it apart, being like, oh, there's a gap in the team there and there. It's probably going to be Captain Marvel, most likely, or it's Tony came back to Earth or something like that. Uh, I want it to be Korg. That's all I want. Right. all I want is Fast and Furious presents Korg and Meek. Yeah. and then also even
1: Valkyrie coming back too or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: I bet you you'll get uh a bit more of those the characters we didn't see in Infinity War that we that we know are alive, right? Cuz the remaining Avengers or Revengers or who or whoever are going to have to team up and I'm I'm really excited. I thought the 32nd spot was really cool um and a perfect way to like kind of kick off the Super Bowl and 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 get excited. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm I know you don't have it. much to say about that. And then Captain Marvel, um, more of the same of what yeah. we've seen: like higher, stronger, faster, whatever the Daft Punk song, song is. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, yeah it makes a song. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Like I'm in I, I'm curious More than any Like I think this is the one Where I have no idea What to expect And it could go either way Like it could be Fantastic Or it could just be very It like, could be fantastic Or it could um, be Fantastic Four Yeah So or Green Lantern It kind of has that Green yeah. Lantern vibe to Well it, even but Thor then...
1: Had a little bit of that When it was first being released Where everybody was saying Oh it's like You know Green Lantern in Right a lot of ways.
0: So I'm um, worried about that A little bit But you know what Each trailer I'm like you know what I think there are bits and pieces here that i'm 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 totally down awesome great <laughs> if you guys can you obviously can hear that they are testing the fire system in uh my building right now we normally so do a
1: test before the show begins as well Cool,
0: thanks man keep going all right we'll just we'll just ride through it you know it's, 20th anniversary it sounds <laughs> a little stopping. like that um it sounds like the avengers thing of like the world's going to shit um but captain marvel yeah i don't know man it's soon
1: yeah it's like really really soon i mean so. there, there was news as well or or, or i don't even know if you really call it news but it's like oh keanu reeves was originally going to play the, the jude, jude law, law character role. and it was due to scheduling for john wick 3 so like cool yeah. I, I could see Keanu being in one of these movies eventually, but I still do like the time period being in the nineties. Um sure. I don't know, man. Like I just I, I don't know. Like I feel like it's just like trying too hard with like the blockbuster video thing and then like her wearing a Nine Inch Nails shirt and I'm like... A bit too on the nose. Yeah, yeah and it's like, do you think that character would really like Nine Inch Nails or is that just like the I think filmmakers it's probably, themselves? Well, being... it's the
0: filmmakers, but it might be part of it if she just, I don't know, grabs the first thing. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter really. No, I know. Um,
1: it's nitpicky stuff.
0: There was a new Us trailer, which was basically just a remix of the the first trailer,
1: but still very hyped for it. That's also very soon. Yeah, and, um, and they really want to set up that this is a... Uh, you know, a horror movie, and this is a monster mythology that Jordan Peele is building with this film, where, you know, like there is a social relevance and urgency to it, but it's not the same thing as Get Out. Yes. Um, which I think is, I think that's going to be the one aspect where, you know, some people will go in thinking, oh, I'm going to get another Get Out, and this is going to be something else and something that maybe is more, you know, in tune to. You know, actual horror monster movies, and there might be some people that, you know, the, the same way that people reacted to Unbreakable with that twist and kind of being disappointed with it. And then, you know, 20 years uh, from now, they'll be like, oh, this was like, you know, revolutionary at the time when it was released. So, yeah, I'm still excited for it, though. Dude, it looks great. I can't wait. Um, We got
0: four. 11 second teasers for scary stories to tell in the dark uh presented by Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Um what did you think of these? Uh do you know much I didn't read these. I did. These as I, a did. Kid. I remember
1: I, I remember the man with the bloody fingers and the Were these kids books? Yes, they were. And and the the actual were illustrations they like more adult than goosebumps maybe I, Yes. Like, yes, yeah. but they were like kind of like folklore horror stories like there was the man with the bloody fingers who would chase these camper kids around there and the other one i remember um spoiler alert is the girl with the uh the ribbon around her neck and the story goes um she this this boy who you know was her next door neighbor friend always asked the question why do you wear that ribbon around your neck and um, they, you know, keep he keeps asking her throughout their life, and they get married, have kids, family, and then on her dying bed, she says, "Okay, I'll let you know now why uh, you why I wear this ribbon." And and he he's like, "Okay," and it's like, take it off, and he takes it off, and her head falls off. Ooh, cool. Yeah. So like, those are the. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of. It's stuff. so like um
0: kind of. Are you afraid of the dark? Goosebumps. Like. Yeah, like, but it, it's, it's gonna also be an playing, anthology. Yeah, that, but yeah.
1: but what I also read is that it, it seems like it's. Almost going to play like Goosebumps a little bit in its structure that it's like the book is the thing that brings the main characters together. And it's, yeah, and it's sort of like intersecting storylines that you know you know the kids versus the monster kind of thing the, the things that go bump in the night
0: so yeah i dug each each 11 second teaser was creepy in its own way and i thought that it was kind of cool interesting way of like not dropping an actual trailer and just doing a bunch of very very short spots to introduce i guess these yeah, different and monsters it's from the
1: director of uh, the autopsy of jane doe <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll see how how this goes Sean, Sean toronto and, yeah. and dean norris is in it as well um uh yeah, I'm I'm curious about it because again, like I read some of these as a kid and I remember being freaked out by them when I, I like it's one of those things where you read too young and the illustrations, I don't know if you've ever seen any of the illustrations. No, I haven't. But they're graphic and, yeah. and creepy and um I'm I'm curious to see if they'll play a straightforward homage to a lot of those those images in the book. I mean,
0: it seems like they do in these trailers. Like they didn't really pull any punches even though it had to keep it PG for the for Super the trailer. Bowl, yeah. yeah. Um, we don't need to talk about Hobbs and Shaw again. It was kind of a butchered version of the longer trailer. Well, we already talked about um, um,
1: Jordan Peele's us. Why not talk about his Twilight, Twilight Zone? Zone?
0: Yeah. So we got a really cool trailer, which worked very well if you were watching the Super Bowl live, yeah. um, because basically it was a play on, um, if you thought it was coming back from commercial break and then it kind of glitches out and says CBS is off air and then the whole, uh, spot was shot. In the same arena, I believe, as the Super Bowl, and you have Jordan Peel doing the voiceover and in an empty stadium kind of uh talking about um uh and then the reveal is alternate that it's, dimensions. Yes, it's and, it's
1: basically what Rod Serling yeah. did with the original one and even entering the door and through mm-hmm. that door you're going to enter into the
0: twilight. So. And then you get that iconic music and the title treatment. And man, I'm jacked for it. I'm I'm very excited. Probably the first CBS All Access show that I'll actually God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> that I'll actually uh watch. Oh here yeah, we'll just wait for this. Cool. Testing. One, two, three. We just entered the Twilight Zone, literally. Yeah. Cool. Super glad that they're doing this right now, and I had no idea. Uh but yeah, dude, it's I mean, we didn't see any footage, but we're getting it april 1st april, right yeah. on um yeah april fool's day and um i i will probably binge the shit out of that I'm yeah there's some excited. good
1: people that are, are in it as well Stephen yun yeah uh, kumal nanjiani mm-hmm. greg kinnear yeah. um yeah so it'll it'll be interesting to have they
0: announced the directors too is there some good i think people? for a couple yeah. of them but yeah. there's
1: but there's a few episodes like there's i think there's 10 in total um the last four maybe don't have any even just titles yeah cuz i know a couple of them are supposed to be like um uh i can't remember the name of it but the, the one that had william shatner originally where the gremlins on oh, the oh right the, on the plane are they the doing plane? that yes so cuz they've Scott's already
0: did in that, that in the movie as well Yes. so this Well is they like the and third they also time. yeah
1: cuz john lithgow was in that version yeah. right um but it's interesting because I mean Twilight Zone. I mean the Twilight Zone, the movie. I'm sure they're going to try to distance themselves a little bit. You know, I, I don't hate of, it.
0: I mean, some of the. I mean, well, no, the tragedy that happened. Oh, with the two, yes, me, yes, me, yes, These yes, children yes, and Vic
1: Morrow being killed by a helicopter. Helicopter, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's I'm yeah okay fair. I know where you're going with that. Sorry, I just want to see what um, production. Um, who else? Kinberg is doing some stuff on it or no, he was right. But casting, I wanted to look at. Yeah. Camille Nanjani, uh, John Cho, Allison Tolman, Jacob Tremblay, Steven Yun, Greg Kinnear, Dewanda Wise, Jessica Williams, Lucinda Dryzek, Tessa Farmiga, Luke Kirby, Ike Barinholtz, <laughs> lots of people. That's cool, man.
1: And I think it was shot in Vancouver. Too. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Vancouver, British Columbia. Very excited for that. Very, very, very excited. Um, Let's move to Toy Story Four. Totally underwhelming. Doesn't even seem like it's actually from the movie. Right, it's probably um, not.
1: Because it, it seems like when Buzz is moving, like people could see him. Yeah, I don't know? know. Like
0: it just felt very weird. I don't. I don't know. Like if I can't see the movie taking place at a carnival, I and mean, maybe that's where they have to uh, save Bo Peep from or something. But like. I don't know. Like it just felt like we saw that Jordan. P- well, Jordan Peele was in so much of
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl ads, Bowl ads uh, or in all of the
0: movies and which shit you can't like that. No, I, mean, I, I can't complain. No, I can't. He's lot, great. So, Very talented yeah. guy. Um, but he was all over the place. And then um, so featuring their two kind of uh, uh, amusement park. Uh, uh, animal stuffed animals <laughs> the key and peel uh, of stuffed animals yeah and so i mean it was fine i, yeah. I, I don't know but i wonder didn't if
1: really... they got to um record together i mean i I'm, i don't I, doubt I, it yeah because yeah. i mean it, it does feel organic at least and like that will probably be one of the highlights of the film.
0: Totally, yeah. So not really much
1: to say. It's thirty
0: seconds. It does. It almost seems like it's another one of those like Toy Story Four is coming, and not like this is
1: actually from the movie. Yeah, like it's giving you no plot. No, it's just giving you oh is. Bo Peeps in it now. We're yeah. adding one. She's new not character. a lamp anymore, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, this wasn't at the Super Bowl, but it was um, the day after the Super Bowl. We got a the first full trailer for FX's uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, Series that will be premiering soon Uh, I can't wait it looks great Uh, I'll be wearing my uh, stretchy
1: uh, Track pants just in case I turn into a wolf Yeah Uh,
0: Taika Waititi's back to direct with Jermaine Clement right? Jermaine Uh, Clement yeah Yeah.
1: And then uh
0: it takes place with a different set of vampires, I think, in the U.S. this time, right? And then... Uh, oh, I thought right? it was still... I thought it was is maybe it still, the U.K.? Or maybe it is still the U.K. Because, I mean, it was
1: New Zealand for... Sorry,
0: maybe, yeah, now it's U.K. Yeah, because they, that... they... Right, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But there
1: is a New Zealand What We Do in the Shadows that did air that's like a spinoff of the original It was the one. police officers, the police stuff. It? It's yeah. like the paranoia. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, it, it looks great. It looks... More of the the stuff we uh, loved in the movie, and um, I laughed quite a bit, and I am actually very very excited to How watch. How many that.
1: spaghetti jokes do you think there'll be?
0: Hopefully, the whole thing, man. Um, <laughs> Basquetti, <biscuity. laughs> spaghetti. Uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for it. So.
1: Yeah, same. I mean, I, I I just like what I mean. It's 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 a weird thing because I don't necessarily think it's a great movie but it's a film that i can just throw on anytime and just like as a kind of you know uh this is spinal tap office style mockumentary it works perfectly and you know getting to see these new characters introduced in a new kind of environment and i kind of like the uh renfield s character who's uh you know the, the the one human that's kind of sucking up to his master is yeah. pretty funny <laughs> throughout. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, I don't know if there will be any episodes where you'll get to see Taika's character come in or I feel like planets. probably because uh, I mean they were so good, the Beast. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it. it just and just their delivery was was amazing. So we'll, we'll we'll see with this. I mean, I'm I'm all for it. So don't get me wrong.
0: Cool. All right, on to the news. Uh, in classic uh, fashion, right <laughs> as we finished recording um, last week, uh, Javier Bardem was added to Dune. Yep. So we just talked about all the Dune uh, casting, and then immediately, literally, when we stopped recording, um, he was added to the cast. So, Eric, you know a bit more. Yeah, so the... he's
1: playing uh, Timothy Chalamet's father in the film. And... Or I thought that was Oscar Isaac. Oh right! No no no! Sorry, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, I'm getting them mixed
0: up. No, that's no, okay. Either
1: one of them could play Timothy Chalamet's father. Although I feel Oscar Isaac's a little young for that role. Uh, he is playing the role that Tom Everett played in uh, the original version, best known as Big Ed on uh, Twin Peaks. Right. Um, and he's kind of the guy that helps uh, lead Paul to uh, to to save the day and win the spice and all this kind of stuff and. Um, hopefully he'll have a sweet beard like, uh, Tom Everett did.
0: Sick. Um, yeah, man, they keep, keep, I'm sure right when we stop recording today, they'll add three more people. Yeah. I mean, there's
1: still a number, I mean, you even mentioned this on Twitter. There's, there's still a number of roles to be cast and, uh, the big roles, I mean, like not just like, I mean, I know a friend of ours, Stefan Allison commented on your, on your tweet about it. We're saying like, there's over 500 roles, but like in terms of the main ones, like the, the, the character that Sting played in the, uh, David Lynch version and Sting have yet to be cast. So there's still uh, a few kind of uh, sight unseen roles that mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see probably soon.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Idris Elba, who we mentioned uh, last week in Hobbs and Shaw, is in talks for, um, I don't know why, Max Landis' <laughs> Deeper, directed by uh, Baltasar, you know, Baltasar, Cormac, Cormac. Carmico? Yeah. Who did yeah. Everest and yeah. uh,
1: Two Guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's it's interesting in that that script has now, I guess, pardon the pun, has been floating around for a while. Because it was originally going to star Gal Gadot and Bradley Cooper. Right. Um, and I think there was somebody else attached to it at one point or another. But I, I just hope that it's... Uh, an okay underwater action-adventure movie, but um, anytime Idris lands on something that's been around for a while, you you get, uh, you know, the mountains between us. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Remember that masterwork? Oh, my God. That
0: was a funny experience at TIFF. But, yeah, Max Landis kind of went away for a while during the... Air quotes. ...Me -Me Too era, and... um, yeah, he you didn't remember his name was on everything for a yeah. little while, and there. he he and then, wrote
1: this a while ago, so this is this is still like this isn't new in terms of
0: no, he did like a trilogy, right? Like uh three movies that were all like thematically connected. It was like higher, deeper, yeah, and fucking stronger. Whatever. Again, referencing yeah. Daft Punk. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I love Idris, and and uh, Everest was fine. Two Guns is.
1: Everest is. No. I think Everest is a great kind of popcorn movie. That is an example of seeing it on the biggest screen possible, is the best way to go. Um, he also did a Adrift uh, last year with right, Shailene Woodley yeah. and Sam Cafflin. Um Not a great movie, but as like a, again another survival film, it has moments, has some weird stuff in there too, especially with its plot twist. Um, but. Uh, Robert Richardson was the cinematographer on Adrift.
0: Right. I remember you mentioning that. I still haven't seen it. It's on Netflix in Canada, at least right now. Yeah. I saw it pop up on there. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Sorry, I don't have more uh, details on. The Sorry, plot, we couldn't but... go any deeper. Oh, <laughs> uh, Anna Taylor Joy was. Uh, seems like she's joining Edgar Wright's next movie, which is titled uh, "Last Night in Soho," which is his horror movie. Psychological is, horror yeah. in
1: the vein of "Don't Look Now" and "Repulsion." Yes. Yes. Um,
0: so uh, again. That's cool. I yeah, like, I'm, ec- I like, I'm excited about that. I like I, I, her. I, I like him, obviously. Yeah. And well,
1: a couple months ago, he kind of hinted at it a little bit because he was asked, like, who would you want to work with right now, actor-wise? And he said, her. And oh, and did he? So I didn't know that. you know, her name has now been attached to this, and it looks like it's going to shoot in the summer in the Soho district. So uh, we'll we'll see where this goes, but it'll be an interesting follow up uh, after Baby Driver, which apparently he is working on a script for Baby Driver too. Uh, yep. which will also be fascinating as well um to see if that can become a franchise or how you make mm-hmm. that into a franchise I didn't think
0: it did overly well It did. no it right? did it was it it's his highest grossing oh, film Oh okay that's my bad I'm yeah. just clueless but No it's it, it it did like I just didn't see I don't remember it, it doing like a, but it, it was, was like consistently yes, did well yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz I don't remember it doing like overtly like amazing it's no it was it wasn't anything.
1: number one but it stuck around it it, it, it stuck around for and it's probably done
0: well on blu-ray and stuff yeah and,
1: and it did well for sony and it's his highest grossing film and it was mod- modestly budgeted as well so yeah i mean it fair. made its money back and i mean i
0: i enjoyed the hell out of baby driver i'd, I did too. Li- I'd I did like too. to see more and i'd like to see him do more uh of that as well i mean so. it's the
1: only role so far i've been able to tolerate ansel elgort fair
0: <laughs> totally fair Totally fair.
1: God, I don't know what to think of West Side Story.
0: Oh, right. <laughs> Spielberg, right? Yeah. Because
1: um, that's also probably why he, he picked that instead of doing a sequel to Baby Driver right, right away. Because he's off shooting that movie. But I, but I can also see Edgar saying, like, I want to do something different. And, I, again, I think we talked about this the last time we, we mentioned it. Just seeing him do a straightforward horror movie, a genre film, um with his style of filmmaking incorporated will be interesting because will this be more straightforward in tone than bring right. any comedic elements to it exactly
0: or is it going to be more shawn of the dead again or, <laughs> or don't <something? laughs> or don't yeah don't <laughs> don't uh, man classic uh we mentioned the trailer last week and surprise surprise the ted bundy movie that we talked about incredibly wicked stupendously vile or whatever extremely vile yeah. uh landed at netflix um so i mean they already have the ted bundy tapes i'm sure which is also directed uh, by joe berlinger yeah as well. so that kind of makes sense that he already had that relationship there and i'm sure it did well for them in its first week so they bought it for i think six or seven million dollars yeah
1: yeah and um, um, um their their plan is to release it sometime in the fall with an awards campaign for Zach Ephron. Yeah. Interesting. Um uh, I know our uh, uh, an online friend of ours, Twitter friend of ours, Anna Swanson, seems to be like jumping over the moon for this one. So, we'll see. I mean, again, that that whatever that promo was just didn't work. They maybe. almost
0: shouldn't have put that out cuz now no. Netflix's marketing team can put together an a trailer. Yes. <laughs> uh that probably doesn't look so cheap.
1: And I've heard that the mo- like even though the movie was not divisive controversially, but just kind of like people were split on it as like whether or not it worked. Um, At least it's got to be better than Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Project 2, which is the only other narrative film that Joe Berlinger directed.
0: Right. I forgot about
1: that. Oh, my God. I think everybody, including him, wants to forget right. about
0: that. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Um But I'm sure we'll see it. Yeah. If it's getting a fall release, probably TIFF and... uh most yeah. likely.
1: Yeah. I wonder if I'll be invited to New York for that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, they'll do stuff for Irishman, most likely. Yeah. Um, Which I've heard rumors that
1: that's going to be opening in October, but I mean... just Irishman? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that would make sense, I think. And especially if we talked about that New York Film Festival, probably. More yeah. So than- I mean,
1: unless it plays Cannes, but I just see him maybe holding off until the fall. And the whole Netflix yeah, fan thing yeah that too i mean that'll be interesting this year to see if they if they can get it they might be like
0: okay we'll let we we'll Yeah <laughs> cuz
1: i mean they they really screwed up on roma because roma was potentially supposed to play there
0: it was going yeah, to right so, it was a whole bunch of netflix stuff that all pulled last minute yeah. right the orson wells as well right yeah um, Orson as Wells. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. It, it'll be interesting to see um, how that all plays out. Oh, did, I, did I
1: talk about that last week? So I rewatched watched um, Touch of Evil not too long ago. Oh, yeah? Um, I've
0: so rewatched the opening scene a that bunch move, of times. That, yeah, that opening
1: like, sequence, that single take yeah, is amazing. Awesome. The whole movie yeah. is, is like it's the best example of how to make kind of like a pulpy – Film noir. The only thing that doesn't work now or would be considered um, of its time is casting Charlton Heston uh, as a Mexican man right, and like yeah. dyeing his skin brown, dark brown, and giving him a mustache. And it's like, like everybody that is of color in that movie of, of Spanish descent has a mustache in that, <laughs> that yeah, movie. I know, um, which is horrible. But yeah. like, um, the movie itself is really, really well done. And, no, I, uh, I,
0: I I sometimes just pop that opening. Like when I think when I watched uh, the player, and then I went through and just tried to find a whole bunch of like really long one shot takes. I love the one in Kill Bill as well, but um, uh, yeah, the Touch of Evil one is is awesome, it, and the movie's great too. I just haven't watched the entire thing in a very long time. Yeah. It was one of the weirdly one of the oldest movies that are on ne- that's on Netflix. Well, I guess um, maybe it's also
1: because of, of the uh, they well do that. Stuff.
0: Yeah, that makes sense actually. Whenever they have a uh, original film coming up. They usually... Yeah, because we were
1: talking about this last week with uh, uh, High Flying Bird with Traffic being on Netflix right now with mm-hmm. Soderbergh's movie opening on Friday. Yeah. And Nightcrawler's on there as well. Yes,
0: exactly. And I, they did the same thing with other filmmakers that they've worked with. So yeah, I'm excited to check out High Flying Bird on Friday. Yeah. So that should be good. Um, we'll, we'll have a review of that probably... Uh, maybe in the future week. sometime yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll I'll, I'll have an update for everyone at the end of the show uh, uh of what's going on but um seth rogan and joseph gordon levitt joined aaron sorkin's trial of the chicago seven which was 50 50 reunion yeah which was put on hold for a
1: little bit right well but it was originally a, a steven spielberg film like that back right. in, in the mid uh late 2000s 2009 2010 it was one of the stories that spielberg was thinking of of going with and it kind of just fell to the wayside and then when aaron sorkin picked it up the reason why he kind of delayed it was because he was doing his revival of to kill a mockingbird on broadway with uh, jeff daniels so Fair, that yeah. was kind of put to the side but now it seems like everything's coming together um now they're getting ready to go to berlin to sell it on the uh, on the market
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. So, yeah, they they joined officially. Um, Michael Keaton is still rumored. Yes, to be one of um, the
1: lawyers that mm-hmm. represented the, the the group of seven. Yeah. Although it's it it started as eight, and then it was down to seven. Mm-hmm. And
0: then uh, Eddie Redmayne, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jonathan Majors, and Alex Sharp are also. Uh, in the cast so um yeah i mean we had that weird experience at tiff seeing sorkin's uh molly's game where we had to kind of did bail out did you, know? you ever watch the rest <laughs> of I it i still have the never. Last tw- 20, 20 minutes. minutes i still have not seen um mostly i think it might be on netflix now so i probably should just fast forward to the end and just watch those last 20 minutes but uh yeah for those of you that don't know eric and i went to the premiere of molly's game but then we were going to Ryerson to see something we really wanted to see And we didn't want to miss it Yeah uh, I forget what it was Lady Bird It was Lady Bird Yes, you were correct Uh, We did not want to miss the premiere of Lady Bird So uh, for the first time ever during TIFF I think we had to like bail out to try and see our next movie Yeah,
1: and then I I, I caught up with the I had to rewatch the whole thing when they had uh, The press screening The press screening for BFCA members So they had like And I had the whole theater to myself because everybody had already seen it at, at, at TIFF. At Tiff. Yeah. So I literally you watched... saw
0: three quarters of it at TIFF.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I literally had to re-watch the whole thing. I didn't mind the movie. I mean, I own it on Blu-ray. But that's because I have a compulsion problem for buying physical media. Um, but it's fine. I think Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba, again, are both very good in the movie. I just don't think that Sorkin is necessarily great with female characters Mm -hmm. um and also i mean he's why this is all men (laughs) yeah well he's a writer first and foremost and he's honest about that at least where he talks about you know he's he's better at writing you know uh, a courtroom drama where it's just you know uh, a group of people having a conversation and this is probably what that's going to be close to and that might work you know whether or not these actors can handle his kind of rat-a-tat-tat dialogue is another thing, but it will be interesting to see you know Sasha Baron Cohen handle that kind of speedy, snappy dialogue.
0: Yeah, well, we've seen Rogan and in, in Steve Jobs, right? Yeah, handle Sorkin dialogue, but yeah, the rest of these guys, I, I would love to see Michael Keaton delivering some of that. It's Same, and,
1: and and it'll be curious to see where the movie ends up, um, if it if it becomes a Netflix thing or if it gets picked up by. Um, another distributor and will it be done by the end of this year or will they be aiming for 2020 so Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean it's 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 an interesting story and and it's one that's i guess has some relevance now to you know um fighting for the truth and standing for your convictions and and you know it's yeah it was i mean it was a different time as well so Mm -hmm. um yeah I'm, i'm curious about it
0: uh, and then finally, uh, a, sort of a follow up that happened right after we talked about the Invisible Man news last week. Um, uh, Lei um is writing the escape. Lee, Leigh. I Lee, Lei, whatever. I like to say Lei. All right. I fuck, interviewed him. Fuck you, man. Lei Wanl. L Lei Wanel is writing Leigh's the chips. <laughs> Is uh, writing the Escape from New York remake, which we've heard a million times and a million different people have been attached to it, right? Yeah, so. it's,
1: it's been, I mean, there was at one point where Gerard Butler was going to play Snake and, and uh, Michael I, uh, Eisner's son was going to direct it, who directed uh, um, The Crazies. Right. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's funny because, I mean, I'm sure if somebody would be like, hey, John Carpenter, what do you think about this? Uh, I don't care as long as they send me a check. For, for royalties or what yeah have exactly you. he's fine with that. He'd be playing his NBA All Star um, <laughs> on PlayStation. He does that's a guy that does not like to leave his house um, yeah. for anything. Um, yeah, I mean we'll see because I mean if he's doing the Invisible Man as well, we'll see what one kind of breaks through. But I I honestly don't know how you do another escape movie without Kurt Russell to be honest. And I remember Carpenter wanted to do another one. one that was going to be in space okay escape from the moon or something yeah yeah and and it's kind of in the 2000s uh there was kind of a ripoff of that anyways which was the guy pierce movie lockout yeah um so what I don't a not know forgettable like, movie that yeah was. so like i have a feeling this is going to be forgettable and a lot of people didn't like escape from la it's kind of grown on me over the years so
0: i gotta go back and watch them i think i own both of them but um when i was going through watching all the carpenter stuff but yeah we'll see if it actually even happens who knows until it's actually being released um all right man what a a brisk episode what's with us today we got through everything so quickly um people are gonna be like man you're ripping us off from an hour of content yeah Um, it's only been an hour, but um, uh, uh, a breezy episode. Hey, what you episode. get with free content. Yeah. A bree- Sometimes it's long. Well, and we had a, a short stop gap, right? Like, we yeah. only um,
1: we recorded. Like, like, I'm sure like, as soon as we're done this, the news the of Star what the Star Wars, Star Wars title, title will come out, and we'll be like, God damn it. That's
0: yeah, fine. We'll, we'll do it. But um, thank you all for listening. Um, I just want to give a little update. Um, we Eric and I might have to take a week or two off uh, from the podcast, um, some stuff going on in, um, my life right now and my partner's life, Nevis, and, um, uh, she has to have, um, surgery next week, um, to remove, um, uh, some thyroid cancer that she has. So, um, so we just have to take a week or two off, I think. And I, I just going to take some time to be with her and, um, and, uh, she has a couple weeks of recovery and, I just want to be home with her. So I don't know if Eric and I can get together and do the podcast. So um, she put up a, a wonderful post um, yesterday on on World Cancer Day. Um, if you guys want to uh, go send her some love at Nevo Supremo on on Twitter. Um, she's the best and uh, she's amazing. <laughs> So, no, I know, I know. It's, I usually don't get emotional, but then it's weird that um, I'm talking about it on this because I've been, if you heard a couple weeks back when I said I love you, Nevis, at the end of the episode, that was the day after um, we found out. And just so everyone knows, everything's going to be okay. It's a, it's, it's, um, not trying to overshare or anything, but, um, we're very confident. Everything's going to be okay. She's very strong. Um, she just needs to have the surgery and then, uh, she should be completely okay after that. So, uh, just a little bit scary and, and just need to take some time. So, um, I think we'll probably take at least one week off and then we'll uh, play it by ear, uh, from then. Um, you might get some reviews during that time or something like that, but we just might need to take a week or two off and, and, uh, uh, we'll figure it out, but we'll keep you guys posted, whether it's on Twitter or things like that. So just thank you all for your support, and thank you so much for listening if you got this far into the episode. And I, I hope you guys understand, but um, and I'm sure you do. So uh, thank you again, guys. But um, this has been the 20th draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast. As I mentioned, we'll be back in a few weeks.
1: We'll keep um, you posted, yeah. and, and and again, you know, we'll we'll be back when when we're when you when we're ready. Yeah,
0: and I, and again, everything will be cool and everything's good. I'll watch a lot of movies with her over over the next couple of weeks, and and Eric and I will be back. And I, who knows, we might um I might catch a movie that we want to review, and we'll do a quick twenty minute episode over on Untitled Movie Reviews, which you guys can check out um as well. And uh, there'll be other content, but and you'll be able to read my tweets, and I'm sure I'll be joking around of what I've been watching and what I've been doing with her so um thank you all again guys if you want to uh follow me on twitter
1: i'm at matt Rohrbeck and i'm here with my buddy eric yes and you can also follow me on twitter at em6211 and uh watch my video reviews on rogerstv.com uh slash cinemascene and matt's uh articles on cineplex.com yes
0: and you can get this on all podcast services we love you guys uh we'll be back in a few weeks uh thank you so much and uh nevis i love you and we'll be back soon see you guys Bye. But-